I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Lineals Podcast. I'm Smith, joined as always by... I'm Seth. And the voice that makes you moist. Ooh. Are you going to say your name? No, no. They should know <laughs> Okay. <now>. I'm Marcus. <laughs> okay. And we are presenting the most special episode of Lineals that we'll ever have. Oh, yes. God, yes. What, what episode is it, Seth? Until episode 42,069, this will be our most amazing episode. <laughs> because it's episode 69. 69, baby! And uh, the moist has begun. Yeah, oh. exactly. Oh, let it flow. <laughs> it's it's never... The number 69 will never not be funny. Exactly. Mm. You only get so many 69s in your life. That's true. And this is one of them. True. Uh-huh. However, you... The listeners and we, the hosts, are 69ing right now. Wait, oh, whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> you are 69ing with us. Yep. And it's all good. Uh, uh, okay, all right. However, I will argue that our next biggest episode should be, because uh, we're definitely going to get there, episode 420. Ooh. Yeah. And then 42,069. True, true. Or I feel, like, I feel like we should hit all the 69s, like 169, 269. That's true, maybe. <laughs> Episode uh, yeah. 666 as well. Going to be a big one. Be a bad oh, episode oh, yeah. for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the one we're going to fucking start doing blood rituals. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, well, you I haven't mean, started a blood ritual yet? I just discovered Dark Father Marcus. So that was uh, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Listen, Dark Father Marcus is my dad's name, okay? <laughs> <Brave>. <laughs> There you have it. It's out in the open now. I'm a junior. <laughs> Not really. Good to know. Good to know. Holy shit. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been two weeks. Took a week off because we wanted yeah. to get everyone here for episode sixty nine. Well, yes. we wanted to make sure that Marcus be here for episode. 69. That's right. True. Oof. True. Because I'm pretty sure it's one of the only reasons he wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> he's like, oh, sixty nine's coming up. I'm on. Damn it! You got me. You caught yeah. me, Seth. He had to get in before the uh, before it all went down. With episode 69, so uh, we're here, uh, spending a little bit of time. A lot of things have happened in the world, boys. What's uh, what's happening in your neck of the woods? I mean, I'm just wheeling and dealing every day, trying to stay alive, my dude. Same. You know Same. me. <laughs> um, been a lot of good movies out recently. I know this isn't a movie podcast, but I just gotta give a quick, quick shout out to the movie Booksmart. Directed by Olivia Wilde. It's one of the freshest, funniest movies I've seen in such a long time. And it's uh it's it's been keeping me going through some of the tough times. Mm-hmm. So it's a great movie and I think everybody should see it. It's a small movie, it didn't make a lot of money its opening weekend, and I think we should uh give it some extra life because it's it's really, really good. We are uh, in no way paid by the <laughs> makers of the film. <laughs> Not uh, sponsored yet. This we would never, never be sponsored. We yeah, we're not sponsored by a, a movie that'll, you know, go out of theaters one day. Yeah, if anyone ever tells us they want to sponsor us, I'm, I'm going to send them a picture of my my in total my oh my whole asshole. Just going to get a, get a good shot of it and say fuck you. But wait, wait, if you're spreading your cheeks, how are you going to take a good picture of your asshole? Marcus, I have my ways. Oh, uh, no, I mean, you just what you do is okay. you set a timer on your like iPhone, like for the camera. You put it, you put your screen face down. You set the timer, and then you just you squat over it and spread your cheek. <laughs> I didn't say you could reveal all my secrets on the podcast. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't see what's so hard about this. 
this is this was between me and my iPhone before now, but you've put it all out there. Uh. I mean, let's be honest. We've all taken pictures of our butthole with our iPhones. Okay? That's true. There's nothing new. That is very well, true. I, I'm not a dirty fool, and I don't have an iPhone. It's Android, baby. Mm. Mm. I mean, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do the quick millennial stance on phones. All phones are the fucking same. So, true. if you use iPhone or Android, it doesn't fucking matter. They're all the same shit. Um, it's just like cars and everything else. They get you to point A to point B. My phone makes phone calls and lets me use Reddit. So, yes, that's all I need. <laughs> and a round, but, uh, endorsement for uh, Reddit on the on the podcast. Uh, yeah, Reddit, uh, <laughs> my favorite website that's never done anything bad. <laughs> but I, I will say, uh, I also saw Booksmart. We saw it actually twice together, um, back to back, two days. Yeah. And, and y'all was, didn't invite me. Uh, well, you want to drive down here for uh, four hours? Good point. Good point. <laughs> And I thought it was just that damn good. There's very few movies in this world that I've ever gone and seen twice, back to back, like two days. And that's one of them. So, great movie. Really had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, I once saw, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I saw it three days in a row. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Wait, you mean like, like you didn't leave the theater for three days? Yeah, yeah it wasn't because, like, I, I like the movie. It wasn't because it was, like, the best movie. It was just because I saw it on opening day because I always do. And then I had a friend who couldn't see opening day. So I was like, oh, I'll go see it with you on the second day. And then I had another friend who couldn't see it that day. I was like, oh, I'll go see it with you too. <laughs> so it was three days back to back watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Damn. Well, on She's the other game side game. of the movie aisle, Godzilla was freaking awesome. Godzilla Woo! was great. Now we should do, let's save that. We should do a whole episode of Godzilla, in my opinion. Oh, okay. We should probably do a we double could. feature since we've now all seen the movies. We should be a double feature Ooh. episode about Godzilla and uh, John Wick 3. That's true. Well, I gotta go see John Wick 3. I thought you already saw that movie. No, I was saying I'm gonna download the other John Wicks because I need a refresher course. <laughs> oh my, do you know how, oh, I'm gonna quote the incredible now cancelled show AP Bio. Do you know how guns work? Yes. Because that's all you need to know to watch John Wick. Alright. <laughs> as long as you know how guns work, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. They, there was a really good movie about guns. It was called Wanted. Yeah, yeah. They taught me all about guns. <laughs> Yeah, Wanted is definitely like a top five film of all time. Um, Listen, I will not stand here and let you, let you besmirch the good name of the movie Wanted, which is better than people remember it to be. I agree. I actually think it's not that bad. Uh, yeah. Um, socialism. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Let's yeah. get right to it. Uh, actually, what I, what I first want to talk about is capitalism. Okay. Um, because I've, uh, recently, uh, a favorite company of one host on this podcast and, uh, the least favorite of another, uh, has kind of reached peak capitalism, uh, with something called, uh, Whopper Loans. <laughs> the fuck? Anyone know what this is? Whopper Loans is this new program by, uh, Burger King, where if you order your food on the Burger King app... And then tell us what you owe. You're entered for a chance to win your student loan debt, partial, at least partially paid off by Burger King, um, which is just a really, really funny and weird tool of capitalism they're using. They're using our own debt to drive their sales, which wow. is well, fucked up. And I also want to give a quick shout out to former. Uh, guest on the show and theme song maker Ben Powell for entering this po- this contest. <laughs> go, I saw go it ben. on his Twitter account. Hey, get it. Hey, if he wins, get them fucking loans paid off, my dude. Heck yeah, that's true. But yeah, this is just money. like really funny. It's done by um, Burger King and uh, joint with a company named Ernest. I'm gonna assume it's some kind of investment or loan counseling program or something that's probably really corrupt. And yeah, they're doing this to, as I said, use our own use our own debt to drive their own sales. But wasn't there like a game show that's going to come on that same premise, like when and we pay off oh. student loans? Oh, guess what? There is a game show. It's been on for seasons. And guess who entered to be on it last week? Oh shit! Me. <laughs> oh fuck! Really? <laughs> yes, I, I filled out their little application, and I was like, I'll fucking do it. So wait, what do you do on this game show? <laughs> it's like Jeopardy almost. Like it's trivia questions, and if you, it's like whoever you know wins gets that much money paid off in their student loans. Wow. All right, Seth. Listen, so, get on the show. Here's what you got to do: you got to wear a hoodie. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Slowly, as the as the episode goes on, when the camera's not on you, just unzip your hoodie another inch, and slowly yeah. reveal your shirt that has a hammer and sickle on it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say a shirt that says "Lineals" on. <laughs> yeah, that would that'd be way better. Nah, man, rep rep the rep the king, rep rep marks. Yeah, no, but it's actually funny that this show exists because um, people who are on Jeopardy, almost all of them are using their winnings to pay off their student loans anyway. So this show is just kind of like a microcosm of what already exists. Awful. I don't think you know, that's ironic, but it is something. You know what show I miss? Fucking Silent Library. Have you oh, ever seen this? Marcus, why? <laughs> I'm this sorry, it was so before. fucking hilarious. It was just a show on MTV where they were in a library and they had to be quiet and they did a bunch of stupid shit to each yeah, other. Yeah, and they got money. Like, give me money to pay student loans with that game show, I'll be there. Hopefully this is the with easiest game show ever. How, how could you possibly lose? <laughs> he said I mean, they that, would do but... shit like, I mean, they would like, you know, you know, make you lick your grandma or something. Yeah. What? Or like I a ballerina know. shows up and kicks you in the balls four times. And <laughs> yeah. The first one was a joke, but yes, what Marcus said was, I'm pretty sure an actual episode. Yeah, of the that's... Show. <laughs> um, so yeah, and you have to be quiet or you lose the show. Yeah. That is a wild premise for a show. Yeah, but that is, that is a very good way to pay off shit alone. But not, not a great show. Um, you know what, though? America has nothing on Japanese game shows and, and oh prank God. shows. Yes. You ever seen the one where, the, where the, the, the goal is to find the object in the room that's made out of chocolate? Yes. Oh, it? yeah. And people will, like, go to, like, a doorknob and, like, sniff it for five minutes and then bite into it real quick. <laughs> They're being too careful. They just have to bite everything. And I saw this one one time where like a guy was like called to a job interview, and he was like apparently like super desperate to get a job. He really needed to get a job to survive, and it was all fake. And he walks through the elevator doors, and all of a sudden like this like fake room that had him in like the the glass like behind the, the interview table shatters, and like squibs go off all across their bodies, and gunshot noises happen like like they're under attack, and this guy like freaks the fuck out. And when it was all over, he was like, well, the worst part wasn't there's not, there's not an actual job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, god damn, that's capitalism right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. It must be stopped. Yeah, man, capitalism's crazy. Right, guys? Am I, am I right, boys? <laughs> capitalism, man, capitalism's cr- I want to do like a, like a like a 90s stand-up routine where I have, like, the mic cord, the, the, the non-wireless mic, and I'm just, like, twirling it around, talking about, man, capitalism's crazy. That's what I want to do. Y'all seen this shit? Y'all seen this capitalism shit? It's crazy. <laughs> That'll be my whole... I won't ever actually tell a joke. <laughs> I'll just walk up and down the stage and be like, this shit is crazy. Have you heard about it? I mean, at the very minimum, you gotta be like, all right, so, so I ran out of money in my bank. <laughs> <laughs> and they want more money. Isn't yeah, that crazy? Yeah, they want some more money. <laughs> you seen this? This overdraft fee thing? Well, oh you, could, you could just pull the Cat Williams thing and do 55 minutes of crowd work. Yes. <laughs> but hey, how broke are you? That's crazy. Me too. <laughs> just come out to a, a comedy club and like, I don't know, like, let's say Charlotte. And you're like, Charlotte is a crazy town. Exactly. Capitalism has ruined this place. Just name street names for yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, North Tryon Street. Look at that place. They're building luxury hotels on it. Let people just cheer for a minute solid. Yeah. You mentioned a random street. Exactly. I mean, but yeah. I'm not hating on Cat Williams. He is the greatest comedian alive right now. He is a very mm. good comedian. He can. He's the kind of person, he can say stuff that isn't, like, it wouldn't actually be funny if anybody else said it, but he says it and it's funny. And it's like, I don't know how he does it. It's got a million specials, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I do think that one day I'm going to try and do that. Just work up a 90s comedy routine where I don't ever tell any jokes. <laughs> Just see how much vamping I can do. <laughs> I wonder how long it'll take for to catch on to the gimmick. I, I'd say people about are, three minutes. People are very dumb. That's true. <laughs> I, might, I might get three HBO specials for the year out. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are? Both <laughs> So, here's a really great thing I saw today. It's a, yeah. a tweet about Morgan Stanley. Um, okay. They, you know, of course, watch the, the economy and stuff like that. And they have a little chart here, like that, like go, a graph that goes through all the different uh, economic periods as they classify them. For the past Does the line just end with the phrase, capitalism is crazy? <laughs> 
Um, it's like if I have these little sections, like yellow, red, green, and blue, and yellow is expansion, red is downturn, green is repair, and blue is recovery. And of course, you know, at about 2007, 2008, we start seeing a sharp, you know, red downturn. But the really funny thing to me is that the line then turns green for repair, and it just keeps going down until about 2010, at which point it starts to bounce back up. And I'm like, wait, that was the repair? What are you talking about? And so then it went blue, down during our repair period. And then blue recovery uh, happened from like 2011 to 2014. And I'm like, for who? Who got who got recovered? Who who did better? Yeah, that was those were awful mm. days. Y'all doing any better? No, not really. No. <laughs> so I'm just curious who they're talking about here because I sure ain't seen no damn recovery. Uh, but the big part of this of this tweet is that Morgan Stanley now says that their cyclical indicator is now signaling a downturn again. So we're about to see probably another global recession coming. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's something that all the signs kind of point. Not that I really understand or take note of the, the, the economic forecast or anything, but from what I've heard, people say, you know, that we're kind of heading towards another... Um, probably a bigger version of what happened in 2008 um, kind of recession time, which, I mean, it makes sense because I tell you why, because capitalism is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Marcus, what are your thoughts on the global economy? My thoughts on the global economy are I don't have enough money to give a shit. (laughs) Yes. My thoughts on the global economy are succinct. Ugh. It's fucking shit, man. All so, this yeah. money in the world. Yeah. Um, shit's not doing too great. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like some people are, are recovered, some people got very rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it make, it makes me makes me upset that we all didn't just put all our money in cryptocurrency last year. Like, <laughs> we could have we could have liberated ourselves from fiat currency all all for for all this time, but we just didn't believe in the system. Yeah, yeah. Cryptocurrency is doing so great right now. Well, yeah, because we didn't believe in it. <laughs> it's like fucking, it's like what, Tinkerbell? That's how it yeah, works. I, was, I was literally about to say, what happened <laughs> to Tinkerbell if we don't believe in her? She can't oh, okay. save Peter Pan or whatever she does. I don't remember. Um, I remember we all had to chant that movie, that chant it in that movie. How's your How's your roommate doing, the one that uh, invested all his money in cryptocurrency and like dropped out of college? Um, no clue. Also, don't care. Um, but people I know who invest in cryptocurrency, yeah, not doing so great right now, but that's just because of people like us who didn't believe in them. So it's really our fault. Um, we could be, we could be living in a utopia with flying cars and, uh, whatever else is a sign of a utopia. Oh, uh, livable wages. Mm, uh, Yeah. Can't wait to help care for all. If we only would have invested in Bitcoin guys. Damn it. You know, speaking, I feel like it, go, ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. I was like, speaking of healthcare for all, yes. do y'all know who John Delaney is? Is he uh, J- John Mulaney's uh, dumb brother? <laughs> he is. He is one of. I think we've now up to about two hundred seventy-five thousand people running for Democratic nomination for president. Correct. Yeah, it's um, getting ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. A guy literally today at like some big Democratic conference came on stage and say, "I'm here to announce that I am." Not running for president. <laughs> People were like, finally! <laughs> and I want to tell y'all folks right here on the podcast, big announcement from me. I am currently keeping options open. Uh, um, so we'll see. Anything could happen. <laughs> you think that, do you think that this is like a plot to flood the market so that people don't know that Democrats don't have strong alliances with anybody? I think it's that everyone senses, uh, thinks that they, they could be the one. They're yeah, the they think, they're like, oh... It didn't work for Hillary, but I can take down Trump. There's all this backlash against him, not realizing that Trump still has tons of supporters, and the places that support him are what matter much less than the amount of people that, that support him. Right. Um, and people, I still, I just really think the Democrats are going to miss that again in this, this electoral cycle. Well, this guy, John Delaney, got up on stage and said, uh, he that came, comes out strong going, um, that universal health care is uh, not a good idea. It sounds good, but it's not good. 
And oh boy. One of those defenses. To the credit of the audience, he got fucking straight booed off the damn stage. <laughs> like, <laughs> All just right. Constant boos. So yeah, I mean that's just ridiculous. I mean, did he at least have anything to uh, support yeah, his theory? Yeah, did he have any backup for this? Oh yeah, he has his own plan for healthcare, which is like, uh, like basically you pay us five dollars uh, a month, and we might give you like a bag of chips, and that'll be your healthcare forever. <laughs> Overpriced um, as fuck. I was say five dollars a month. I can I can get chips for way less than that. Yeah, here's, here's a bag of Doritos. This will keep all the ills away. We part we, we partnered with Doritos. <laughs> And they put vitamins yeah. in it, so it's all good for you now. Yeah. Politicians are like NASCAR drivers. They're just covered as sponsors <laughs> on their jackets. They really should be. That's, not, that's a really good idea. Actually, I think I just came up with the best idea ever. Right? <laughs> like all politicians, anybody they're getting money from should be forced to wear it on their, their jackets at all times. Oh, yes. I agree. Um, but at the same conference, I believe it was the same conference, another guy, another presidential candidate... Who is both John Delaney and this other guy, John Hickenlooper, are both pulling oh at zero percent. Wow, <laughs> they're clearly That's clones. almost impressive. <laughs> oh, dude, out of the people running, I think there are more people pulling at zero percent than above zero percent. Wow, that's amazing. It's quite Andrew Yang is pulling at one percent, and that puts him above half the field. Damn, Damn. Yang, Yang, hell yeah. But Hickenlooper comes out and he says, again, he starts off strong with, socialism is not the answer. Well, get the fuck out. And then, <laughs> I'm not kidding you guys, he, he did not leave the stage. He stayed on. People did not stop booing for the rest of his 10 minutes uh, um, time. Good. Wow. Like, there's clips of it. He just keeps trying to talk. Like, five minutes later, people are still fucking booing him. <laughs> You're not welcome here, you capitalist shit. <laughs> And it's like, that gives me hope. I feel like people are finally starting to fucking, like, get it, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. I wish I was ever around for one of these rallies. People say stupid stuff, and I, I can be the guy booing. That's what well, I want to be. Well, even better, we have to have our millennial sign. <laughs> like, the millennials don't fuck with you. <laughs> That's true. Well, no better comes to Georgia, so we never get a really good chance to say anything, because no one cares about our state. Speaking of coming to Georgia, I went to Georgia last weekend, and guess who came to Charlotte? Bernie Sanders. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. He missed the Damn. king. I missed the king of kings. Oh, my mm. God. But I did want to say something about Georgia real quick, or about local politics anyways. Seth, I hold in my hand a letter Yes. that you got that I did not get. I got. Yep, it is from Rick Allen. Okay, Rick Allen. Our representative. Uh, oh, okay. I was assuming NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think... You, did you even vote in Georgia this last time in 2018? Yeah, I did. Okay, but you didn't vote down here, did you? In Georgia? Yeah, I was... Yeah. No, like, in, in our district. In, oh, in 2018. No, no, no. God, no. Okay, so yeah, this... I'm not sure why you're getting this letter, because you're not a constituent of his anymore. Yeah. But he's letting you know, and I guess everyone know, that he's heard... Our requests for uh, an airing of grievances, I suppose. Is he holding office hours here uh, in Georgia? In his district, in fact. The 12th district of Georgia. And it says right here that it is going to be held... Uh, oh, what time is good for most people? Oh, you know, 3 o'clock to 4.30 p.m. on a Thursday. Wow. Wait a minute. You opened my mail? I had to open your mail. It came opened. That's a felony. It no. is a felony, oh. yes. And you're admitting to it openly on a podcast. I am. Take me away, coppers. Um, okay. But yes, this, these office hours sound very reasonable. Yeah, and I feel like he's going to get to see a lot of people in that hour and a half. On a Thursday during work hours. Oh, yeah. It's genius, The other actually. great thing is, he's not even going to be there. Oh, yeah, they're never at those. That's not how office hours are. <laughs> He's going to have a constituent services representative from one of his offices here to talk to us. Don't you oh. love how many bullshit government like positions there are in somebody's like office? Oh yeah. What was that term he just that you just used? Constituent services representative. Oh my god! How do you get a bullshit <laughs> job like that? Is some you have to be somebody's like son or daughter or something? Probably. To get Probably such helps. A dumb, fucking lame, stupid ass, useless job. 
personally, I think those kinds of jobs are just given to like any random college student who like applies for them, like an internship. It's probably unpaid. You got to be honest with yourself. So they're just like, yeah, sure, you very, listen to these very fucking... lowly paid. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, sure, you listen to these fucking idiots talk. I'm not gonna you do it. I'd be too busy, people you know. Here. Probably fucking hookers and doing blow or something. Yeah, these mm. people have damn corn in their ass. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I assume that's what people think about Georgia, even if they're from here. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's what I think. Which, and you're wrong. We don't have corn. We have cotton in our asses, idiots. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! You're right. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I just want to let you know if you want to come down here and, and talk to your your not even your representative, uh, yeah, get yourself down here on June thirteenth to yell at him. Yeah, I'm uh I'm no longer a uh I'm no longer even a citizen, a denizen of Georgia anymore. <laughs> so they they don't like me. I got called for a survey the other day, and they were like, "Oh, we're we're gathering some data. Do you still vote in Georgia?" And I was like, "No," and they were like. Fuck you. Hung up. <laughs> I was like, this is very aggressive. Yep. Yeah. So you have no power here. <laughs> In other local news, y'all know Dollar oh, Tree? I love all this local stuff. Dollar oh, yeah, Tree. Dollar Tree oh, yes. is no, lo- no longer the Dollar Tree. Yeah, they're going to start rolling out pricier products because of the China tariffs. Wow. Oh, but I just I just do have to wonder what pricier means for them. Does that mean, does it mean things are going to be two three dollars or is it like five or ten dollars well let me read here it's not saying uh as far as i can tell any particular price points but they are going to be going above one dollar which boy that's a that's a sign some crazy shit's going down i like the Mm -hmm. capitalism's crazy i like the idea that um maybe what if the dollar tree all of a sudden becomes like a luxury boutique (laughs) oh no they, they become like a like a uh, what do they call like a like a Neiman Marcus like place like very expensive clothes and jewelry? They're like guys, these tariffs have gotten so bad, we're pivoting completely. Man, you pulled Neiman Marcus out of fucking nowhere. I did, dude. I think I heard it in an episode of Veep, and I just remember it as like a fancy place. I've never once seen one of those doors. I've seen. One. I've I've walked into one before, and they 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 nearly kicked me out when they read my bank account. <laughs> they were like, "You can use the escalator to go to the rest of the mall, sir, but you can't be in here much longer." Damn, they could smell like, your lack of money. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, sorry, but they could probably just look at you until." Oh yeah, I mean, I was I wasn't wearing my going out monocle, so they were uh, <laughs> they were very suspicious quickly. Who is this hooligan? Yeah, they're like, what is this casual monocle wearing guy doing here? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, when I think of, when I think of Seth, I think of monocle wearing. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I wear two monocles though. Oh, <laughs> it's so fucking glasses. I'm just, I'm just closing my eyes really hard. Oh, By the way, is that really how monocles work? Do they just put it on their eye and just cl- like clinch? There are some monocles that do that. Yeah. I, think what, what, like, I think you just like slide it underneath the ridge of your the bone there, and it just kind of like. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> is you slide, slide it underneath the into ridge your eyelid? Okay, okay, hold on. Just for a second, just just experiment. Touch your eyebrow. Okay, mm-hmm. there's bone under there. Yep. There's mm-hmm. a ridge. You go a little bit between your between your Ow, eyeball. Oh, that's, that's so uncomfortable. Ow. <laughs> right there. For reference, I have never worn, worn a monocle. I have no idea how it works. What? Yeah. I think you actually like held it up to your eye. I don't think you actually like put it in there, like left it. I, I think they there. I think they install like a magnet around your temple region, mm-hmm. and then when you put it yeah. up there, it just kind of sticks. I would have trusted an old timey doctor to install a magnet in my skull. <laughs> yeah, man. No Back when they called doctors barbers. Yeah. <laughs> Back when doctors were just like complete alcoholics and let's, let's just see, guys. Did, had no idea what they were doing. We we gotta go to our local uh, haberdasheries and get monocles, man. Remember when uh, their recommendation for Lincoln getting shot was, oh, just just get more blood out of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, we need a large sample bad. size. His, yeah, this, his blood's dirty. Just yeah, let this it is out. the blood they got shot. You don't want that. It's contaminated by bullets. Just could yeah, cut right here. Let that blood out. Mm-hmm. That's bad blood right there. You don't yeah, want that. We need, we need some better oh. blood in there. So oh. they just found doctors. some guy and poured his blood in Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> you should be better, sir. Speaking of doctors and, and the nonsense that they used to get up to uh, to the modern day, 
I have a tweet here that I'm looking at from uh, a guy named Ari Rabinhovd. I can't pronounce this. Anyways, the tweet says that 80 million plus Americans skipped necessary medical care in 2018 because they couldn't afford the cost. Damn. And people are telling... Like, here's the thing. Look at it this way. I lost my foot 21 years ago. Almost to, the, almost to this day. And you still and haven't found it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, good one. Oh, that's oh yes, good one. Damn thing popped right off. We don't know where it went. <laughs> Woke up one night, no foot. Yeah, just gone. Um, this is another part of my standup routine. But yeah, it's like it's like uh, that happened, and I went bank. We went like we went we went like fucking bankrupt over that shit. Okay, uh, over yeah. the, just the cost of an accident. You know, no one like it wasn't even anyone's like fault that it happened. Yeah. But, and, and I mean, we, you could have tried to dodge. That's true. I could have right. rolled a 20 <laughs> on counter. my, my dodge roll. Yeah. Um, but no, I did not. I failed, and, and I did not, that did not happen. But here's the thing. That happens to people all the time, right? People are constantly losing all their money and getting ruined on medical costs. But at the same time, fucking Jeff Bezos can shovel human growth hormone into his fucking go- gob and has a fucking private spaceship. And you're telling me we can't equal this out a little bit? Nah, bro. Nah. Yeah, that's where the, that's where I came to like one of my big things about capitalism and how it's just so crazy and how like one of the problems is you know um, I mentioned Veep earlier, the star of um, Veep, an incredible actress, Julie Louise Dreyfus. She got diagnosed with cancer last year. Um, they got it kind of early, and she was able to you know fight it, and she's better, and she was able to film the show. It's a great story. But the one thing is, like, not not just an actor. Julie Louis Dreyfus is a billionaire. Her family was like billionaires, and then she married a billionaire, and now she's a double billionaire. So mm. when a person like that gets cancer, it's not a big deal. It's it's totally treatable, and you the the operations and everything that goes into your medical treatment, it's a, it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. You don't even notice that the money is gone. But somebody who has and 1% of 1% of her money can also get cancer. Cancer isn't selective as to how much money you have. And they will be in financial ruin for the rest of their life if they get cancer. And it's it's really just goes to show you that there is absolutely no reason that things that we cannot control or things that like things that are related to our health should in any way cost us money cuz a lot of it is is hereditary or random and you don't know like people can smoke their whole lives and never get cancer and somebody can smoke for a year and have lung cancer i mean it's like some of these things some of the things our bodies do is completely random there's no reason that should cost us any money mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah uh, not to mention the the insane prices of medical care because holy shit i'm pretty sure i told the story already of how much my medical bill was when i broke my leg <laughs> did i i don't think so no. Go ahead. Oh shit! Well, it was it was about a hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, for a broken leg. A broken, uh, pretty simple thing leg. that happens to probably hundreds of people every day. Yeah, luckily I had insurance, and they paid for like ninety eight percent of it. So yeah. I just owed five thousand dollars. Huh. Still, an <laughs> insane amount for people to pay. In exactly, America. and I'm just like, wait. Wait. So Always you guys remember. paid? They paid like whatever, whatever that amount would be, like a hundred and seventy something thousand dollars. Yeah. They couldn't front that five. Like, are you serious? Yeah. It's fucking insane. Always remember that about seventy percent of Americans cannot afford a four hundred dollar emergency. Oh, at, at any given time. Now, just think about that. And people who, if you are that one of the people and you break your leg, and so suddenly you, at minimum, owe like five thousand dollars. Yeah, and it took six months to heal. So that's that's missing God, wages. Damn. Yeah, that's missing damn. wages. That's you not being able to go anywhere in your car. That's damn. You like in the movies, you always like a kid breaks their arm, and their their mom or dad takes them to the doctor, and they put a cast on, it and it's all good. They never talk about the fact that it costs you know hundreds or thousands of dollars afterwards. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yes. From now on, people, if you break your bones, don't go to doctors. <laughs> Fix it yourself. How hard can it be to put a cast on? 
Come on, doctor. Give him a fake name and a fake address. Yes. And fake insurance information. Yep. Tell him you're somebody else. Easy. Tell him you're Marcus Barkley, Social Security. No, 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 no. I don't know. What we should do is we should get one person and we they volunteer. So they they they're like the sin eater for everyone else. And their job is they take on all our debt. We tell we tell all the doctors we're this person. This is our insurance information, and they just take it all and they just chill. They don't pay anything. They just like there's this old saying: if you owe the bank uh, ten thousand dollars, you have a problem. If you owe the bank a hundred million dollars, the bank has a problem. <laughs> the bank has a problem. <laughs> That's yeah, what this person actually, would be. It's actually funny. We have a, a very small, less consequential version of that here in Charlotte. Um, a very popular uh, grocery store in the North Carolina area is called Harris Teeter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very funny name. And there's this one person in Charlotte, like, because they have, like, you know, all grocery stores have their, like, you know, customer rewards thing where, like, if you sign up for the shit, you get, like, money off of your food. Uh, well, there's a person in Charlotte who signed up for an account with their, with a, uh, like, a burner phone number, basically. And then they gate, they put the number out there on Reddit. And now everyone uses it. And uh, in the past in the past year, <clears throat> it saved people who used the number a total of eighteen thousand dollars on groceries. Hell yeah, that so, rules. Yeah, it's a cool little thing that um, happens here. It's, it's very similar to your idea. Um, just have one person who just you know sits back and lets everybody else have the good times. Cause it's like, look, man, I'm about eighteen billion dollars in debt. What are you gonna do to me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, dude, that's our, that's the idea, right? That's how we fix all our medical debt in America. We transfer it to one person, and that one person declares bankruptcy. Boom, gone. And, and then guess what? When they come to arrest this person, um, finally, turns out they're T-1000. <laughs> and they murder all the police. <laughs> we recently rewatched Terminator 2. Yes, oh, yeah. I think about it day and night. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a fantastic it's a really, movie. It's one of the really, best. really good movie. <clears throat> Robert Patrick, what's he up to? I don't know. I think he was he was I know he was in the X Files for a while there. That was back way back in the day. Yeah, I was about to say that was a long time ago. Are you talking about the guy who's like twelve, like, thirteen years ago? Are you talking about the guy who's trying to be Batman now? No, no, no that's Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> My Robert bad Patrick brain. From- Terminator Rings. 2, Judgment Day. Or his, his bigger role, Double Dragon. <laughs> Double Dragon. <laughs> Where he has the craziest hair you've ever seen. Yes, <laughs> once again, this is not a movie podcast, but everyone, go watch Double Dragon. <laughs> and and then Terminator 2 if you want to. At least you owe it to yourself to Google a picture of Robert Patrick and Double Dragon. No, <laughs> you have to watch the movie. Uh, yeah, I'm down for that. Um, But yeah, so... I don't know what he's up to these days. Yeah. But uh, Robert Pattinson getting a lot of controversy about being Batman. That's true, and I think it is unwarranted. Yes, agreed. He's actually agreed. a pretty good actor. He's a great actor. People judge him for the Twilight movies, which I, I could do a 20-episode podcast about the Twilight movies and how freaking weird they are. Mm. And I will admit, yeah, they're terrible movies, and he's not good in them. But everything else the man's been in, he's a very good actor. And people should stop, like, fucking anybody who wants to play Batman at this point should be allowed to play it, no questions asked. That's true. Because people drop like flies in the Batman role. (laughs) We should actually paid it. Ben Affleck played it twice and did a whole big, like, oh, I'm retiring from Batman. (laughs) It's like, you played Batman in two, like, fucking awful movies. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you get to, like, retire the costume or something. Yeah. Yeah, no one gave a shit about the movies he was in, like... Yeah, they're, like, literally awful movies that barely exist. He was playing, like, old, broke-down Batman who just shoots people now. Yeah, it was like, (laughs) what is this? Like, Batman Uh, Punisher. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I'm sure. Young Batman, 
uh, Robert Pattinson, let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I'll watch it. young, hot Batman, let's do it. <laughs> there hasn't been a non-hot Batman, I don't think. True. Aside from like, I mean, I mean, let's think about it. You got Clooney, you got Kilmer, you got uh, Keaton, Keaton, who I mean, don't was forget those nipple, back in the day. Those nipple guards. <laughs> he, he was a dime back in the day. You got Bale, who is a chameleon, a human being, but in that movie, he's <laughs> basically all right. He's a good-looking guy. Ben Affleck, you know, traditionally like handsome man, you know. Is, is Ben Affleck the ugliest Batman? He, I think he might be. Wow. He might be because, like, <laughs> like, Keaton back in the day, like you said, complete dime. I mean, almost no man is, han- is more handsome than George Clooney. Yeah. Maybe it's, I guess it's either him or Val Kilmer might be the least handsome Batman. That is true. God damn. I'm, I'm going to go with Kilmer being, edging him out a little bit and being better. I think it is Affleck because Kilmer back when he made that movie was in, was in great shape. That's true. That's true. The ugliest Batman. That, that sounds like a great poll to have. That's a podcast episode. Yeah. Where we, we just analyze which Batman's ugliest. The ugliest Bat. We got pictures on the wall, just like like lines. And then we've got the, oh, the, oh, the gold. And also, theme. the guy who plays him in the animated shows, he's actually pretty handsome, too. What's his name? Kevin, Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy. He's actually kind of a handsome guy. He mm-hmm. is, yeah. Why are they doing voice acting stuff, I wonder? Yeah. It's like and you see voice this guy actors, like, voice guy, actors get work. His name's like Troy Baker or something like that. And you're like, yes. this dude could be a male model. What's he doing? <laughs> the guy from like Bioshock Infinite and like Arkham Knight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Last of Us. Yeah. Last of Us, right? Yeah. He's handsome as shit. I don't get it, man. It's weird. It's like, it's just not fair. Yeah. Again, unfair with these guys who are both handsome and can do great voices. Like, come on. Voice actors should all look like H. John Benjamin. <laughs> Is that a burn on H. John Benjamin? I love H. John Benjamin. He's he's maybe my favorite actor, not just voice actor. Um, but I mean, come on, <laughs> like he's not winning any awards for his looks. It's a bold, bold statement. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk to you guys about something that is uh, not funny or cool, and is in fact very bad, and proves we live in hell. Oh God. Uh, it's about YouTube. Oh yes, oh, let's okay. talk about this. All right. <laughs> so YouTube's algorithm per a new. New NY Times report has been aiding and abetting pedophiles. <sighs> Have you seen this? Mm. I've been, I've heard there's a lot of stuff going on with the YouTube algorithm, and this, yeah. this is one of the things. So it says right here that people will watch like guys, or I guess mostly guys probably will watch like I'm. Not, they say softcore porn. I'm not sure where you're watching softcore porn on YouTube. Is that a thing? Can you do that? You would be surprised. Yeah, it's it's weird. I have I have not encountered this corner of YouTube before. Oh, you lucky lucky man. You, you would, like there are some people. There's I haven't really gone to it, but there's people who like kind of who will like delve into it and do their own like video reviews of it. And there are some very creepy and weird things going on YouTube. Yeah, and what it says here is they'll, they'll watch some softcore porn, and then they will, like, start directing them, right? The algorithm starts, like, getting you on this track of, like, uh, okay, here's more stuff with, you know, attractive women. And oh, yeah, the suggested younger, videos. And they're getting younger. And then it's, like, here are home movies that families have made with, like, a kid in a two-piece swimsuit or something like that. Uh. Like an eight-year-old. And it's like, the algorithm is helping pedophiles. Yeah, the, um... Yeah, the YouTube algorithm is... not great. It is... It really produces a lot of, you know, Ben Shapiro types by pointing people to, like, right-wing conspiracy videos. It... And it also produces, uh, like, like we're talking about now, a bunch of uh, pedophiles. And it's weird. And it kind of goes to show you that whether whether this is I don't know I don't, I don't know how much of their algorithm is driven by the human developers and how much is driven of it by like the the machine actually learning stuff but it goes to show you no matter what one of those things is off one of those things knows what's going on or like if it's a person, it knows what's going on and it's not doing anything. And if it's a machine, um, the machine is basically learning that humans are awful garbage and is directing them to become even more awful and more garbage. 
you know, like YouTube calls it an, an AI that, that does all this kind of stuff. And you know what? I'm starting to think maybe the AI is real. Like, like the internet has gained sentience, like self aware or sapiens, like self awareness. And its goal is to make us kill ourselves through, like, I don't know, nuclear war, like no. Skynet, but just like let us do it ourselves. Just make things so terrible, people. People are just like, yeah, fuck this. I feel like you've read this somewhere in a in a sci-fi novel. <laughs> I'm sure it's been written somewhere, but I mean, you know, when Microsoft made that uh, Twitter AI that would that um, for like a whole day would just try and learn people on Twitter and tweet itself, it became a Nazi in 18 hours. That's oh true. God! And Tate. yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking watch Avengers: Age of Ultron. What happens to Ultron <laughs> as soon as he uses the internet for five minutes? Like, seriously. Damn it. Like, at least Skynet just wanted to kill humans because it was an evil robot. It didn't, yeah. like, direct people to kitty porn and, like, turn people into, like, like help pedophiles and, like, accelerate, you know, global tensions. But the one thing that, whether a computer is doing this or not, the one thing that the humans are on the line for is, it's a bit, it's a hot button issue that, I mean, I don't, it's not, it doesn't affect me a whole lot, but I understand it, is the monetization of YouTube videos. There are lots of people who have found out a way to, to carve out a fan base to where they can live their lives on YouTube. And some people who just do it for a little bit of extra money. doesn't matter. But some, sometimes videos will get demonetized because um, sponsors don't like cursing or they don't like, you know, maybe far left messages in some cases. But the thing is, these weird softcore porn videos, just because you can't outright call them messed up or have some weird case against them won't get demonetized and there there are some accounts out there that are like with analytics are actually making bank off of these weird home videos oh yeah there was a similar thing going on with um like toy unboxing videos i don't we we don't have time for toy unboxing videos no? okay. that that is a dark corner of youtube it is it is that oh, has okay. produced some <laughs> fucking shit we're gonna tape that off <laughs> yeah remember the lady who shot up the youtube headquarters or killed that one guy or whatever yeah wasn't she a person who who made like semi-erotic videos of herself like working out and claim they were like just workout videos or something like that yeah and then, like, they demonetized her stuff because someone, like, reported her, and then she went and, you know, shot on YouTube's headquarters. Oh. There, I mean, so one of the, I did watch this report on this one, there's this one sector of YouTube that is, like, not necessarily middle-aged, like, maybe, like, early, early 30s, mid-30s, like, moms who, like, do housework or just do regular chores with their kids and stuff, or even by themselves, and they'll always like, and, and there's nothing really messed up about the video except for the fact that we're just watching a woman do stuff. But sometimes, like, they won't be wearing a bra, and like at one point in the video, in this like 20 minute video, they'll just bend down a little bit too far. And like, there's literally, and the thing is, there's this one woman who you can go down a YouTube rabbit hole. I saw a guy who did a report where it was like, if you follow this one, there's this, there's just this Asian woman who is in these family videos, but there are literally about 20 channels that post videos every day that are her they're actually her and they all post like one like 20 30 minute video every day and the way people know that they're all made by the same place is they all have this like little disclaimer before them not a disclaimer just kind of like a an intro and they all have the same exact intro with uh, the same word misspelled i can't remember what word it is they all have one (laughs) word misspelled and it's a big network of this one asian lady who just has like all this weird softcore type stuff on youtube and it it makes it'll make it'll make you go insane if you look if you look too deep into it between that and the crazy kid videos that come like a year or so ago i'm just like what is going on on youtube man oh yeah child asmr is a thing and it's a fucked up community um there's people do not talk enough about how youtube is Probably bad for us. YouTube feels like like the algorithm is driving humans, not the other way around. Yeah. Because it should it should be humans driving the AI. We're just like, oh my god. But then again, like I know the algorithm is based off videos that you watch or stuff that you look for. Right. <laughs> like well, it leads like if you I watch directions though. 
Yeah, because that's the thing about the whole, like, the Ben Shapiro thing is that sometimes kids who watch, like, Minecraft videos, like, those, the people in the Minecraft videos, like, you know, somebody like PewDiePie, or I don't know, I don't know any of the people anymore who make videos, but they, like, have their own politics. So they don't necessarily, like, just come out and talk about, but they have them. So they are, because of the algorithm, associated with people like Ben Shapiro and Alex Jones. And then kids watch those videos. I mean, they're, like, they're literally, like, 12, 13-year-olds who watch Ben Shapiro videos. It's And also, don't forget, like, you, YouTube also promotes videos that are, like, get, like, popular or that they get paid for. And this can lead you to, like, paid stuff from, like, PragerU and Ben Shapiro, people like that. Like, over the past year, someone has spent 250 I think it was $1,000, promoting Ben Shapiro's personal Facebook page. It's all just, like, Koch Brothers money. So I'm like, how much money are they probably dumping into, like, like YouTube bot networks that drive up clicks and views? Oh, yeah, bot networks are <sighs> another thing that uh, people are getting upset about is that, you know, we don't know how many people have real subscribers and how much of this how much of this influence is actually real. Like, if a video has 500,000 views, does it actually have 500,000 views? Is it actually something that people are enjoying? You know, it's a, it's a rabbit hole. We, we live in a pretty terrible cyberpunk future, yeah, basically. Capitalism's there's, crazy. <laughs> there's way more cyber and not enough punk. Yeah. But capitalism, capitalism not as crazy as Netflix making a damn show called Russian Doll and it not being about <laughs> Donald God, Trump. It's all fucking mighty. <laughs> that's the real, I mean, that's crazy. <clears throat> That's like almost capitalism level. Right? Oh god. <laughs> we we need like a whole side podcast to talk about certain things. Yeah. And I think that one of those things we should talk about is just media in general. Uh, I know. I did want to mention. Did y'all see that that uh, Netflix is doing a uh, Magic the Gathering anime show? No way. Made by what? the fucking Russo brothers. I'm in. Whoa. I'm in like Laura Flynn Boyle from The Practice. Okay. I'm right. in. But, uh, okay. I that is awesome. <laughs> I have one thing I want to talk about before we go. Go ahead. Uh, this is an article from Polygon.com by Owen uh, S. Good. Now, y'all know me. I'm, I stand Polygon most of the time. Uh, yeah, I stand a king. I people hate Polygon, but I'm always like, they're all right. They do some great weird stuff, but, you know, most of their stuff's okay. Because most of it is just, like, boilerplate gaming reporting, right? Like, it's not, like, too crazy. Yeah. But this one got me. Uh, This is a a bad article, in my opinion, and it's titled, Anti-Loot Box Bill Poses a Real Threat to Sports Video Games. So, did y'all see this? No. No. I have plenty of counterpoints already, but go ahead. (laughs) There's a senator, Josh Hawley. Who is uh, he has a anti-microtransaction legislation that he's trying to push through the through the uh, House right now or the Senate, sorry, um, called the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act, and basically it, this Seth, remember our first like our, our first ever episode that wasn't our test episode, which was about Battlefront 2's loot boxes, and we talked about it for like a whole hour. Well, that is what it is in response to. We got started back then. Yep. And he's talking. Like, of course, those those loot boxes are eventually removed from the game because they were so terrible and everyone hated them. Um, but he is talking about uh, loot boxes in games, which is I mean, a big problem right now. A lot of games use them. This article is about um, sports games in particular, like FIFA and NBA 2K. There's two modes: FIFA Ultimate Team, NBA 2K has My Career. And these both have money, like you pay money to get better stats for your players to get them up there faster or whatever, which to me seems like, I mean, sure, fine, you're like taking away gameplay from yourself, but who cares? Yeah. Like, it seems like a way to circumvent playing the game. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it, why not just not spend the 60 bucks on the game? Yeah. Yeah. That's what problem, I do. Yeah. But a problem arises when children have access to these things and people with addictive personalities also can get into this. They spend way too much money on loot boxes and in-game currencies and boosts and stuff like that. So this is trying to like curb that, that thing for people because you know, the, the, the gaming industry is always not going to regulate itself, so the government's going to have to step in on this. Um, but the, like, the article was written from the perspective of saying like, Oh, how will they ever be able to license the likenesses of these players? They don't make billions of dollars off of the the, the pay-to-win transactions. Like apparently, NBA 2K My Career um, 
or no, sorry, FIFA Ultimate Team brought in about eight hundred million dollars uh, as twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Yeah, good for them. And that is of EA's two point two billion. So they made they made like you know almost half of that was just on FIFA Ultimate Team uh, uh, microtransactions. Wow. Now of course don't forget. The people who make the games are not getting paid anymore off of this. This is all going to the executives and absorbed there. The people who who actually work on this stuff are not getting paid. Yeah. Um, but apparently, Take Two agreed to pay the NBA one point one billion dollars over the next seven years, uh, which is twice as much as they paid back in two thousand eleven for the same rights. To like you know because you know NBA Jam yeah. and all that doesn't exist anymore because they have all these yeah because deals. sports get bigger prices get higher that's how it works if you want to make sports video games that's the price you pay right uh, so they're saying like without these microtransactions how will they how will they be able to afford this how could they possibly pay these bills okay. well one you don't have to make NBA games if you don't want to true nobody's forcing you to make a sports game um, two sports games have been very profitable. For a long time, um, Madden especially has long has been long running one of the most profitable games across all consoles. And three, it's just it's still fucked up. Like I don't care if they need that money to operate, which obviously they don't. That's a terrible, stupid bullshit argument for this. They don't need the microtransactions money to stay afloat. Um, just even if you do need that, it's a fucked up thing to do to the consumer, and it. I mean, I just don't see how it's sustainable. I think. I mean, we're gonna get to a point where people like, even if people want to spend that money on this game, they're not going to be able to. So I think that we should. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not like a old head in anything. I don't think. Oh, everything old is better. Old video games are better. All this. All I know is we need to start making games like we did when, like, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. Great example. You get, it's a game where if you play it, you get all the stuff. You just have to play it to get it. And it's yeah. a great, fun game, and it'll last you years if you keep, if you want to keep playing it. And I don't understand why we can't just get back to that, because I know games have to get bigger and better, and technology is getting bigger and better, and you know, develop, there's more and more developers, and there's more and more you know offices and all this stuff, and more stuff to pay for, but gaming is a profitable industry. It's the most profitable... Uh, media industry there is. People buy games all the fucking time. I buy games, I don't even play them. I love games so much. <laughs> and so we're going to have to get back to those days because we're, it's not, this isn't going to last forever. True. But that, but that is also like the problem with the capitalism because you, you, you sell your game and that's it. That's all your profits. The, the only thing you stand to gain after you release a game is if more people like buy copies so people buy like two three more copies which they are gonna do so they're just trying to like rake in a little more money with these games as a service thing and loot boxes and hurting the games in the process it's and they don't care about the quality of the games they just want to put them out and get their money (laughs) example anthem goddamn (laughs) anthem is an example of a shameless cash grab of a game Mm mm-hmm I think the anthem is more complicated than that. It kind of like it shifted direction in like the last like eighteen months where it came out. Um, yeah. It originally was but, a whole different kind of game, and then yeah, they but the thing to is, like, phone. they they had what three years? They were talking about it for three years oh, and yeah, didn't but, work on it until like the <laughs> the last year and a half. I'm not saying that there that there's not mistakes weren't were not made on this thing, obviously, but. It's one of those things where they obviously had a, an idea. For, they said there was supposed to be a big, a much larger single-player RPG with some multiplayer elements, kind of like Mass Effect or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Destiny came out and was so fucking profitable and huge, like Destiny 2 especially, and they were just like, no, scrap all that. It was an order from higher up. We're making this into a multiplayer, you know, always online looter game or whatever. because yeah, um, we want some of that money. Right. And one of my things is too is is you, you're talking about games as service is like is like a way to make money after the game comes out where you extend your like profits, but like they're making it now, so that's the whole that's the entire profit making model is the microtransactions. It's all the loot boxes and skins and all that kind of stuff. Like that's the that's how you make money at all. Yeah, 
And I, once again, I'll, I'll say this forever. I don't have a problem with microtransactions if your game is free to play. And the free to play version of your game has to be substantial. Um, I just don't approve of loot boxes. I, can't, I cannot condone them. It's, 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 it's oh, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't approve of loot boxes in any way. I mean, I approve of microtransactions in, like, cosmetic and aesthetic stuff mm-hmm. for games like, you know, League of Legends. It's a completely free-to-play game. You don't have to spend a single cent on that game if you don't want to, and you can play every part of the game, and you can become the, the best player there is without ever touching a microtransaction. Because the free version of the game is completely substantial, and the stuff you pay for is only if you really like the game and you really want it. Yeah, it's like you can unlock characters faster or whatever that way. Yes. Which is totally fine. That's that's, that's cool. I, I, I'm okay with that. Because here's the thing. You can't just hit a button in League of Legends all day hoping to get a, a new result, right? There's no randomization to the, 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 the stuff you spend money on. I mean, there's if you want to get into the Hextech chests, which are kind of a, a new-ish thing... Yeah, but that's yeah, but still overall you can still get the stuff you want and all that. The hex tech chest is just kind of a side bonus thing. Yeah. Yeah. God, they're so frustrating though. <laughs> but here's the thing, here's the thing. Bring back NBA Jam. Yeah. Okay, well, that's what the whole point of this whole podcast has been. <laughs> bring, bring back, back Mutant League football. Do it. What about Blood Bowl? You don't like that? Bring back Blood Bowl! Like, if you can't pay the licensing fees for the real, like, like players and, and teams or whatever, fuck it, make up your own. People yeah. people don't care that much. Uh, guess what? Basketball is basketball. You play it the same no matter what. Yes. I mean, you can't afford uh, Steph Curry. Why not Chef Blurry? <laughs> Chef Blurry? <laughs> Chef Blurry. <laughs> Yes, he'll wear a little chef hat. He'll be pixelated. That saves you money on making graphics for that one character. Boom. Oh, saved you some money. And he can be really good at shooting three-pointers. And you're like, oh, look, same. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. It, but this article, to me, kind of like drips of someone told this guy to write this article. Uh, yes. Yeah, actually really weird for a Polygon article. Yeah, Polygon's generally on the side of, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to say, like, consumers, but, like, They're like people who play video too. games or whatever. And we can't, there, there's no doubt that microtransactions uh, in this form, loot boxes and pay, like, this, this like, power-up type stuff that you can buy endlessly, it's just not good for the whole, the whole medium. It's just not a good thing for, for all this, all these people. Um... And so it's just weird. This this seems to me like someone up on high, you know, because Polygon is an arm of Vox Media, and Vox Media is ultimately a liberal, you know, organization. Somebody said write this article that is against the uh, loot box legislation because we get paid by people who make these sports games. Yeah, but who? What? What party is the guy who's making this bill? Uh, Josh Hawley, I believe, was a Democrat. I'm gonna look up real quick and see. Uh, Josh Hawley, no, he's a Republican. Wow. Mm. From Missouri, looks like. Wow. Wait, no, I might be wrong there. Yeah, Missouri. He's from Missouri. Wow. That's actually very, two very surprising facts to find about this man. Yeah, it feels like it feels like he he's not... I feel like the video game industry hasn't really courted the Republicans that much. I guess they haven't. Man, but as this. dude, the article literally points out, and this is the exact quote. This is an exact quote from the article. And if billion with a B figures are involved, those companies will bring in their lobbyists with an L, who outrank who outrank voters when it comes to really getting a senator's attention. Like he's just saying it straight up. Yeah, they'll just <laughs> bribe their way into getting what they want. Like like EA and uh, I guess does EA do both two both FIFA and NBA? Yeah. Yeah, they're just going to hire a bunch of like fancy ass lawyers and lobbyists to come in and convince this guy to change it and let them have their own carve out. Does EA own 2K? Because 2K does the NBA games. That's true. You're right. Yeah, 2K. I think is. I, I'm thinking of 2K as in like NBA 2K17 or whatever, not yeah, to Take Two Interactive or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if EA owns them or not, but yeah, they're all. It's all the same damn company. Yeah, so they're gonna hire their you know big fancy fucking lobbyists and like get this all changed and it's just it's just like he, he's like giving the whole game away like I don't know man it's a weird thing to say in an article that's supposed to be about yeah. uh, just games I don't know also weird spelling lesson Owen <laughs> yes yes very much so um 
Y'all, I think I'm good. If y'all have anything else to talk about, I'm... Uh, yeah, I think we can call that a podcast. A 69th <laughs> podcast. Hell yes. This will never happen again. Until me and uh, Marcus get to episode 69 of... of um, I was about to say Attack on Titan. Of Sword Art Online. <laughs> on our Sword Art podcast. I mean, episode 69 of Attack on Titan is pretty good. Are there 69 episodes now? <laughs> I mean, they just did... They just released season three. I think I have. So to they're at like count. what five episodes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as a premise of y'all's podcast that you're going to like watch all sort of online and do an episode about every podcast or a podcast every episode, and then just start from the beginning again. Hmm. Um, we didn't think about that, but that's actually a pretty good yeah. idea. Yeah. We were I also like gonna that. we were also gonna record while we watch the episode, <laughs> and not oh, do yeah. commentary. We we're just gonna record while we watch it silently. <laughs> And then as soon as it's over, we'll jump in and do our, our talk. There we go. Okay. Yep. If you ever wanted to branch out, you should watch Eureka 7 and comment on that. <laughs> go ahead and do that real quick. I'm more of an air gear guy myself. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I see Lino's podcast. Um, I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter at Life of Seth. I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. Uh, Marcus, I'm not on Twitter. But you are on... Instagram, stuff. at Mr. Beaches. <laughs> okay. Why do we no. have to pull Marcus <laughs> every week? I don't know, it's, it's getting more and more difficult, though. I, I keep forgetting. I, I might get one, actually. I'm thinking about making a Twitter. Yes, yes, I'm join gonna, us. I'm, I'm going to call it Moist Voice. Yes! <laughs> All right! <laughs> This is the content people love. Oh, man. You might want to create it now, because as soon as this episode hits the airwaves, people are going to try and take that name. Oh, yeah, they're going to snatch so, it up. That's true. <laughs> you have about two, an hour and a half where I edit this bad boy. All right. <laughs> uh, also, our art is done by... Uh, who is it does our art again? I don't know. Who is it? Uh, Mr. Beaches, I think. All right, me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Our theme song was done by the aforementioned Ben Powell, who is awaiting for Burger King to pay off his student loans. Otherwise, and I cannot stress this enough, he will be homeless in a week. Um, <laughs> he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where he talks about wrestling with his co-host, and they're both from the South. So if that sounds interesting to you, go check it out. Um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Uh, special edition of the Fuck You, Fuck the Golden State Warriors, Tom Brady, and the movie First Reformed. 69 all night long okay <laughs> uh, we've stopped trying to solve our problems we're just trying to outlive them and from New Orleans to New York that's the Lingo's podcast baby route out peace <laughs> happy 69th <laughs>